I'm Lucy. And I'm Linnea. And you're listening to First Impressionists, where we talk about all things art. seen me and Banksy in the same room with each other at the same time. <laughs> nice try, <Lisa. laughs> Okay, I might not be Banksy. No. <laughs> but Mo might be. She's a woman of mystery. Yeah, I would believe it. We'll never know. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't see you for long periods of time. Yep. <laughs> That's Soft why. traveling She's the world, in San spray Francisco. painting public transportation. Yep. <laughs> I know. That's how I do. <laughs> For those listening at home, um, we're joined by a very special guest, Mo Rice. The first female guest of the show. It's yes. taken us a while. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Don't know why. But, uh, yeah, Mo's pretty great. We're very excited she's here today. Um... And if you couldn't tell, we're going to be talking about street art, which is super exciting um, and definitely a new genre that we haven't really talked about yet. So it should be a fun week. But to start out, uh, Mo, if you wanted to tell us a little bit about yourself and then talk about your favorite piece of art, that would be great. Oh, I'd love to. So. Um, I'm Mo, like these lovely ladies have said, um, and I am here in Fairbanks, Alaska with them. Um, I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska, which is in the south central region of Alaska, and um, which is actually where my favorite piece of art is located. So if you take a travel down to Point Warnsoff, um, which is a lookout point that looks out like the Cook Inlet. And then across the way is the Sleeping Lady, and it's super beautiful. But if you go down the cliff edge, sandy side to the rocks, which is like the closest thing in Alaska that we have to a beach, um, there's this electrical tower slash weird like stone cylinder. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a sewage processing plant. Yeah, probably. Okay. I don't know. I don't know actually what the structure is. Yeah. But there is this like cylinder, this like concrete cylinder. And over the years since I, it wasn't as like covered when I was like super young, like six. But when I was in high school, this cylinder was covered in tags um, and just different spray paint signatures or like um, like people's initials and hearts or fun little drawings um, and just layers on top of layers of local people or um, visitors. Um, they would come and hear about it. So people would take spray cans down and um, definitely um, not technically not a legal activity, but the community like partakes in it. So it's kind of interesting. So I don't know, but it's a really cool, it doesn't have a name. If you're ever in Anchorage, Alaska, and you go to Point Warns Off, you'll see what I'm talking about. Mm. 
Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that it has changed so much since you were a little kid. That's really cool that you got to, like, go back and see the progress and, like, what was added and all of those sorts of things. And it's just sort of like this living art piece for you. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever graffitied something? Graffitied. I don't. I don't <laughs> Isn't that the I verb? Have. Graffitied? Yeah, I think so. Graffitied. Yeah. Yeah, but I, no. Me either. Mm. I want to. Yeah, now now I definitely want to. I have. Um, and the only reason that I have, um, it was definitely my sister's bedroom door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and... And my mother was not pleased, and that's why I'm going to say it was graffiti, because it was definitely an expression that was not condoned. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, that's pretty great. With that, um, let's maybe get into our topic for today. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm curious, Mo, what what made you want us to talk about street art of all the things to choose? Well, okay, so when Lucy asked me to, like, guest star on y'all's podcast, I was, like, super honored, A. But second, I was, like, I am not art-versed. I was, like, I was, like, trying to look up artists. I was, like, I'll find some, like, oil painter that I think is cool. I'm, like, we will find them. (laughs) And (laughs) And then I was, like, okay, well, I'll go on my Pinterest and look at the kind of art I, cause I have like an art board Ooh. that I pin like cool, like the different art styles I like. And for my like background section there, um, it's like a lot of like murals and, mm-hmm. um, or like portraits. Like, so yeah. But I was like, Oh, why don't I look, talk about like graffiti and street art and, tagging and like the differences between that with the girls um because this is like the one piece of art that i probably understand the best versus like water paint and acrylics and things which these two women are very art talented so i know these things because i hang out with them (laughs) fun facts yeah that's that's really cool yeah that's awesome yeah lucy what has been your experience with street art up until this podcast because i know that you have some yes because you told me about it yes um well lucy's banksy (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, the big reveal um no i'm sorry banksy will not be unveiled in this podcast i hate to bring it to you (laughs) we should have led with that (laughs) <laughs> it's the unveiled at the end of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <Dang> Clickbait. <it. laughs> uh, what's it called when it's a podcast, though? Clickbait. I think it would still be clickbait. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, um, so street art. Um, there's not a whole lot in the places that I have actually lived for long periods of time, like Kodiak, Alaska. Not a lot of street art, mm. unfortunately. Um, but I have seen some pieces in both Salt Lake City and New York City. I've seen a few Banksy's. They're pretty cool. A few? Yes. More than one? Yes. I saw, there's one in Park City. Oh. um, And then I saw a couple while I was in New York City. 
Um, and obviously, like, when you go to a big city, there's street art everywhere, and it's super cool. Um, there's a lot of graffiti, but there's also a lot of murals. There's a lot of commissioned pieces. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of pieces that are not commissioned that are just on the sides of buildings but maybe they're by very famous street artists like Banksy so it's kind of a selling point for um, people to just keep them there so I have seen a fair amount of street art um, a lot of it, um, it was by artists I didn't necessarily know or recognize because they were just commissioned by maybe a local artist um, but what I have really loved about it is it kind of gives you a sense of what matters to those communities mm. um, and sort of little pieces of their identity. So, I don't know, for example, the street art in Philadelphia is different than the street art in New York. And mm. I think that's really cool. That is yeah. cool. Um, so I love that it's just sort of an expression of culture and identity mm -hmm. to people. So That's yeah. super cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. That it's, like, way more infused with, like, the life of the city and the people than something like the other art that we've been talking about that right. is a lot more separated. That's right. really interesting. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I bet there's more street art in Anchorage than there is in Fairbanks, too. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> there's actually, I was actually surprised because there's... A lot of murals downtown Fairbanks mm -hmm. oh, that true. are like hidden in these like side yeah. alleys, and you're like, you're, I was walking with our friend Amanda, and there was just this like random. I like the sewing machine one. Mm. You oh know yeah, what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. Off of first, yep. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so. one on the co-op too. That's fun. Yeah, oh I like yeah. That one. yeah, yeah. It's really bright and colorful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in Anchorage. Um, off of our like downtown mall, there, like around the parking lots, there's a lot of like large murals. And one really like common one is the there's like the large whale whales. ones, my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. But we actually have some beautiful, just breathtaking murals of like um in like indigenous people. So for those out of state, we have Native Alaskans here in Alaska, um and basically they have like very um, like a different way of hunting uh, that's native to their cultures and um, but this these murals like depict not necessarily like them hunting but it's like them like in their canoes going out for a whale hunt or something and they're just so beautiful mm. and oh it's cool it's really cool yeah yeah Anchorage does have some good murals not not a ton but there's some really beautiful yeah. ones yeah. you know which town has a total lack of murals that I just realized my hometown Eagle River. Oh. What the heck? Yeah. There's. I literally cannot think of one. Well, the bridges. They always have like names on them. Like graffiti tags on the yeah. bridges, but there's no murals at true, all. True, true. Well, you should go paint one. I. We'll get permission you could first. Be have Eagle definitely River's first muralist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be commissioned. I've been asking um, my dad if I can mural church where he works because it's huge Ooh. and there's a lot of blank walls and he's like no 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 oh one i day. really want the literacy council to let us do one dude on that side that wall, wall. Mm -hmm. yeah okay this i don't know gonna what be wall our they're talking project. about either <laughs> <laughs> rip 
Um, we'll show you. We'll show you. Oh, actually, that actually brings up a really great point because I was looking in to street art and I was looking up murals and there is this, um, like across the nation, there is this kind of, it's not a movement necessarily, but it's this project that's happening and it's called uh, Beautify. Um, and you can re- read more about it at their website, which is beautifyearth.com slash artists. And basically, it's that website I was talking to you about, mm-hmm. Lou. Um, and it's murals to street artists um, for this nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, business owners or just community members or like a corporate business can um, post like a wall that they want painted or anything. And then people can go on and like put on their commission or portfolio and they can be paid to uh put their art on a wall and this is like all over the nation like it's not just like in san like san diego like it's like everywhere right and so that's what like i think is really cool um it is cool and yeah it's just a cool opportunity and like these like it's a really great artist way for artists to find like jobs too. Yeah. And get paid oh. for their work. Like it's not just like, oh yeah, paint our wall for us, but it's like, hey, we want to pay you for your beautiful art because yeah. it's talent and it's cool. Yeah. And like I think that's really awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Actually from what I read there's been like a huge uptick in like the amount of street art and murals being commissioned during covid Mm -hmm. just to like brighten things up and like have more art that people can see and like art that you can just drive by and Mm. see too instead of like going to a museum and they have to figure out like mask regulations and all of that sort of stuff but just to like spread some joy and happiness that's really cool yeah our friend mina um did a mural in downtown Seattle. I think wow. that was like a part of Seattle where a lot of businesses were closed and so they had boarded up their windows mm. and so they were having people come and paint the... The board? Yeah. Oh. There is actually an artist, uh, Corey uh, Matty, um, who is in uh, Santa Monica, California, and they, she's part of um, a movement of um, basically that, the basic COVID street art like movement. Hmm. And basically uh created a mural that i thought was really cool it was like this yellow background and then there was like these two hands like reached out towards each other and one was kind of like um very like sickly and then the other one was like lively and reaching out and it was like on each side of this door and it read on one's on the left side it said after the plague and then on the right side came the renaissance and i thought that was so cool um and I was like, wow, that is, like, it just hit me. It just hit me hard in the face. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is just, like, I just want to hold on to this quote. Like, it was just really cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what, like, that's just a lot of hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of hope. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And I think we're going to start seeing that. It's just everyone has this need for connection and beauty and looking at art and creating art together Hmm. um, to sort of like find those connections again yeah Yeah. definitely definitely love that yeah okay so should we talk a little bit about the difference between street art and graffiti yes but before we do that lucy do you know anything about the history of street art a bit. Okay, start a back. Bit. I want you to start all the way back in the caves. At the beginning. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so imagine you're in a cave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so 
people credit um, hieroglyphics and petroglyphs as street art, which is interesting, and I do think it sort of counts because you're just sort of creating art on walls for whoever walks by to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if I would quite count it as that, but that is an interesting proposition. Um, but really, um, where people think graffiti started in history is the Roman Empire. Oh. Um, and people would just draw and tag and all sorts of things on the stone walls around cities um, and leave messages for each other and all sorts of things like that. Um, And actually a lot of what I read about the history of graffiti is just sort of this human urge to just, I don't know, like write on walls and things, which is interesting. You never really think about it, but if you hand a child a crayon and not a piece of paper, they'll start drawing on the wall. Yeah. Um, And so um, that's kind of where graffiti is said to have started. Um, There was also a fair amount of street art in France in the 1930s, um, and then sort of here and there up until the 70s, which is where graffiti really started to take off, um, especially in America, and then it hopped over to Great Britain as well, and then kind of spread across Europe from there. Um, And it really began as graffiti. So people would um, tag their name on a wall and um, it would start traveling throughout the city and it was easily reproducible. Um, And so people began to do that. Over time it became more elaborate. There were different styles. They added color. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people began to do more complicated art forms or they would use stencils so if something was wiped off a wall they could easily uh, reproduce it like very close by and things like that Um, and then the history of murals is a little bit different that definitely goes back a little bit farther Um, but it seems that the 1970s and 80s is when this genre of street art really um, started to come to life like and those two things started to kind of intersect the street art that we kind of like think of when we think of today yes, right okay. exactly yeah exactly mm. yep so that's kind of a little bit of the history that's good that's <laughs> yes. that was a great overview yes. i wouldn't have thought about like the roman empire being a place where graffiti would happen but right well i, I just see some like dude in toga with a like a like can of aerosol and I'm like what what, <laughs> what is happening but then I'm like what do, I wonder what I kind of like like that materials actually they would be a great street art stencil though. <laughs> hey get a sticker you know what I really cool street art I just thought of that mm. like my one maybe really good experience with street art was is um the Berlin Wall Museum yes oh yeah, yeah I yep. totally forgot about that but it's the thing that is there, yeah. and I went to it when I was in Berlin, and it's like, it's really cool because, um, when the Berlin Wall was still totally intact, like the west side, mm-hmm. yes, was like totally covered in street art, mm-hmm. um, because there, like people, you know, were free and they could do that and they could make, 
you know. Yeah. Very political statements. Um, and now, what's still standing has um, graffiti on both sides. And it's like this really interesting window into history. Um, anyways. Yeah. That's yeah. really There's cool. a lot of really cool history involved in street art that I, like, hadn't even really thought about until just yeah. now. Yeah. And I think the other cool thing about it is that it's it's basically, like, history markers that don't make it into the textbooks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much, like, very specific uh, point of views mm. that yes. are for, like, like public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, because one, like, one mural... Or um, or a tag does not necessarily like it express the whole community's opinion, mm-hmm. um, but I think it just is a really cool snapshot into like like an individual in that community or like a body or like a body of people yeah. in that community. Yeah, right? that's really cool. Two weeks ago, we talked about marginalia, which is like mm-hmm. it's the um, <laughs> define it for me. Yes. Yeah. It's the, like, margin notes um, that were made in, like, medieval times by scribes who were copying books. And um, so it's kind of interesting because, like, the book, they would be doing these little doodles or, like, making these little statements in the margins of a book that technically, like, it was somebody else's work that they were taking and, like, doing their own little thing. Yeah. And it's similar graffiti and street art is, like, you're taking something that technically belongs to someone else and you're, like, doing your own little thing. Yep. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like both the perspective of the artist and the audience that it's intended for is different in street art and graffiti than most other art forms because it is so public. Hmm. Um, well, and the audience for street art and graffiti are different audiences, I think. Mm-hmm. From um, each other? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, yeah, super interesting. I think we should, yeah, I think yeah. we should define the difference between street okay. art and graffiti. Because I think you guys maybe have a better understanding than this than me. I'm a little lost. I know there's a difference. But what is it? Yes. What's it? What, what was it? Um, I have to lock my phone because it definitely locked up. Awkward. <laughs> Bear with me, everyone. Okay. You know, it happens. It happens. Sweet. So I got this off of an article, a uh, Columbia Journalism School student, uh, Suri Slu, wrote. And um, in here is a quote um, from uh, Stavosky. Stavosky? Um, Something Lois. like that. Okay, Miss Lois. And um, basically, um, Lou is quoting uh, Lois and saying, uh, Graffiti uh, predates street art, and street art draws its inspiration from graffiti. Graffiti is word-based, and its writers um, are mostly self-taught. The art form emerged from inner-city neighborhoods as a type of self-expression for urban youth. It's egotistic because it's tags are acts of personal branding by the writers. Mm-hmm. Graffiti is illegal, but it is precisely um, this illegal risk that takes um, that gives its a countercultural edge. Mm-hmm. Street art, on the other hand, is most often done by artists who have received formal training. In the beginning, the artists oh. took their cue from graffiti um, in making the streets their canvases. 
as a statement against existing establishment, and their works usually carry some overarch message for the public. Street art is usually painted with permission or commissioned. Um, and then I kind of looked a little bit more into like tagging, which was like a sub, like not a subsector, but it's more of like a, an execution. Um, and it's the act of attaching a label or to someone or something. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just like the down and blue, like def definition of tagging. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like, I think that still kind of connects with our topic of street art. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought, I don't know, it was really interesting um, reading this from um, Lou and um, Lois because they were also talking about how it's used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, true. And then I'm like listening to us talk about it. I'm like, oh, we are using interchangeably as well. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, it's just really interesting. Um, yeah, and also Lois um, Stavosky, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry for butchering your name, um, but is a curator of Street Art NYC um, in... I'm assuming New York City. <laughs> I'm just guessing here, though. Um, but yeah, it was just it was really interesting because I never really thought of graffiti as art based. I mean, mm. uh, like a like a word based word based art. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I think about it, when I think of graffiti, I think of those like block letters. Like you know, remember in middle school when you wrote the the S and you felt so edgy. Mm -hmm. It was like the three lines, and then you connected them with angles. Oh yeah! yeah. And it was over like every person's. Why notebook. was that a middle school thing? We were just edgy, <laughs> edgy kids, you know. Mm. But I like I was like, oh, that's so interesting, um, because I think I don't know, words are really cool, and they are like can be a part of the art as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. That was like my mini research, but Lucy is very much our. Um, researcher of this pod. Wow. Oh my gosh, uh, pod, podcast, wow. Oh, I thought that's what you meant, but you were just saying uh, we're a pod. Like, we're a school, yes. like, yeah, like, Peas in a pod would be a great name for a podcast. Oh, actually, one of the UAF radio shows is called Two Peas in the Snow. Well, they I missed don't know why I opportunity. Ah. Uh, yes. If you're listening to this, what the heck? <laughs> JC, I know. That's the only person I know who's on. <laughs> Sorry to call you out. <laughs> Why would you not call it two peas in the pod if it's a <laughs> podcast? I guess it's a radio show. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Intriguing. There's yeah. also a show called Wet Hot Bird Money, so they're really pretty indiscriminate what? with True. the names. If you want a wild time, tune in Wednesday nights. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't know what I got myself into either, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I think the distinction between street art and graffiti is very important. And actually, there is sort of an umbrella term mm -hmm. called urban art. Ooh. So, if you're trying to refer to both graffiti and street art, it's called urban art. Um, it doesn't sound as cool, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> so what if it's in, what if it's graffiti in, like, rural areas? Rural Places. That's actually something that went through my mind, but I didn't think of that. <laughs> I think it's because typically street art and graffiti pop up in urban centers. Oh, because it's on more the commonly. Mm -hmm. um, well, and also it came from the inner city. 
So, mm. anyway. Okay, sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's an important distinction. Um, and I guess I had never thought of them as two different things. Um, one thing I think is interesting about it, though, is the distinction that I saw a lot of articles make is that street art is most often commissioned and Mm -hmm. it has permission to be there but that's not always the case um so street art and graffiti like both of them kind of intersect in that way so graffiti is um primarily made up of words um but it can also be commissioned some people commission graffiti Mm -hmm. um and some street art is not supposed to be there um not commissioned and um artists just go and put their art somewhere where it's they don't have permission to put it um so so is it does it have more to do with like the subject matter and the style i think so so i think the primary difference is graffiti is words only and street art is not i've definitely been using them interchangeably yeah most my b my b my b yeah so like banksy that's street art not graffiti yes um, Keith Haring, that's street art, not graffiti. Yes. Are there any famous graffiti artists? Banksy. But we just, didn't we just establish that he's a street artist? Well, no, but a lot of people, like, when they search Banksy, oh. they do graffiti. Like, a lot of people think, yeah. like, because he's, it's like a more edgy, because it's more, like, politically charged or, like, activism in a way. Also, I think, yeah, okay. I honestly, I think graffiti is often, like, the negative term for people who don't like street art they don't like the political aspect and they don't like that people put it there illegally so they just group that as graffiti to make it sound bad Uh, when it's street art Mm -hmm. yeah because there are a lot of people that are very against street art because they see it all as illegal um and it's just i don't know gang activity and like all of these kind of stereotypes from the Mm -hmm. genre um, which we will wrap back to. Yes, we will get so there. Back. And that there there are some legitimate roots in gang activity, obviously, with graffiti, so we will talk about that. But um, but I think there still is sort of a negative connotation with it that is kind of going away, and maybe it depends on, um, I don't know, who you are, how old you are, I don't know. Um, and your different opinions on art and some and of those And maybe biases, also, but... like, how closely linked street art or graffiti still is to gain activity wherever you live. Right, that's true. Because, like, here in Fairbanks, well, I don't know. Hmm. Are there gangs here? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I've actually watched a gang tag a while before. Oh, yeah, you told me oh. this story. <laughs> like, it was severely scary. Yeah. And not my preferred time of my life. Yeah. But it well, was... Well, since we're here, let's actually just kind of talk about this for a, a bit, because I do think it's important. Okay, do yeah. Do you want to s- touch on it, Mo? Yeah, we'll leap in. Um, so, for my understanding um, is that when it comes to, like, tagging or stickering or even street art in its, like, masterpiece... Mm-hmm. Um, when used in gang affiliation, it can um, it can be severely dangerous because mm-hmm. usually gangs when they tag, um, they it's meaning that it's imposing their authority over like an area or like a like a place 
Um, so it could be on like local buildings, it could be um, on bridges, it could be, it's basically saying this is our turf, do not enter. Yeah. Or it's tagged when um, basically someone's being threatened. So if like a rival gang has like done something um, or just like a member of the community has done something that the gang doesn't approve of, they it's basically like we're coming for you. Hmm. Um, or a recent, like a recent kill has gone out. Um, and just some very negative things. Or it could also be, it's, like, actually sometimes, like, a mourning. Like, they'll put, mm-hmm. like, tags up for those, like, members of their gang that they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, so there's, like, a lot of, or, like, different crimes that have been done. Right. Um, and so, basically, the articles I was reading up on, um, it was talking about kind of, like, the dangers behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And just because it's basically, say, like... It gives a lot of it gives the gang in that like that area a lot of authority and power, hmm. um, and is encouraged by like usually local authorities to remove it within 24 hours of it being posted, mm-hmm. especially um, because a lot of like a lot of graffiti that's gang affiliated you can't read you like or you could read it and you don't know necessarily what it means. Oh right. Like apple to you could mean one thing, and apple to like someone in in a gang could mean completely something different or like it right. could be like a, a, a communication of sorts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so or like it's a it's a name for like someone yeah. in their group um so it can be really dangerous and encouraged that either it's painted over or scrubbed off or like removed as soon as possible mm-hmm. um because also tags can also be a like gang affiliate tags can also be markers for where something's about to go down mm-hmm. or where something has happened right. so it can be um, and I'm not like a professional scholar on this. Um, this is just like a lot of condensed knowledge from multiple sources, um, which I should have a list of, which I don't. So it's okay. We actually are pretty not <laughs> yeah. sourcey sighty. Yeah, because yeah. the college student <laughs> me is like casually failing right now. <laughs> um, but no, it was just this podcast is not in the APA format. No <laughs> reference page required. Oh, thank goodness. Right? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but there um. Yeah, it's just really, it's really interesting, um, just, like, the, I don't know, the, the, the danger to it, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, because also, like, murals could be put out that are, ga- ex- like, gang-affiliated, like, completely. Really? Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. if they want to, like, do, like, if it's a memorial mm-hmm. to, like, one of their members, they could do, like, a huge mural of it, and even if it's legal or illegal, like... Yeah. Yike. You never know. Um, hmm. And you're not going to be like, oh, yes, just because it's gang-affiliated. The mural that they painted, of course, is going to be illegal. I mean, come on. Um, but it can, like, have the gang's name, and it gives the gang glory. Mm-hmm. And, like, in retrospect, like, it gives it, 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 like, glorifies the gang in the community hmm. or imposes a deeper threat or fear in the community. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I read up on. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, this is super interesting, and it's kind of what I was talking about um, when I said that street art and graffiti have very different audiences. So street art is really just public art. Um, it's It can be political, it can be for fun, um, it can, you know, have any message. Um, but graffiti specifically, um, not always, but especially in this instance, there's like this secret language that not everyone who sees it and in fact most people who see it are not privy to 
it's huh. it's this sort of secret language of graffiti that different groups use to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. whether it's in a casual way or a dangerous way. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting that it's this public piece of information that most people wouldn't understand Mm -hmm. and that that's the way that some people still communicate with different groups um yeah I mean I know that specifically gang related graffiti is dangerous and it should be removed but it is really interesting that this is the mode of communication that they still use. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's just really interesting yeah. to me. Now I kind of want to become a graffiti scholar. I kind of can't read too. <laughs> I was reading up on this and, yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Like, it's, it's, huh. it's almost its own language. Like, there, there are even some articles I read where... It's sort of this, like, literature of graffiti, Mm. and it's super interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. Wow. Yeah. That's a little rabbit hole might need to dive into. Yeah. Go forth and conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, maybe we should talk a little bit more about street art then. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless we have any other thoughts about graffiti before we move on. No, I think okay. what I'm interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on hmm. is, I guess, moving away from the more gang-related graffiti mm-hmm. to maybe more street art. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, sometimes it's legal, sometimes it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I was saying before, finally <laughs> we have an episode that is my area of expertise, <laughs> which is criminal justice. <laughs> um... But I think this is so fascinating. Um, Was it last week that we talked about performance art? And we talked about the, like, the, your body having power and, like, putting yourself in a vulnerable position, Mm. like, creates a greater impact. Mm. Um, And I was thinking about this a lot with street art. Like, there's, it's like... I don't know. It's like it's added a new dimension onto art for me where it's like you have the medium and you have the subject matter, right? That's what we see. But then we have the context and within the context is like what kind of a position did the artist have to put themselves into in order to create that thing? Mm -hmm. And that creates like a whole nother layer of the art that I'd never really thought about before and now is blowing my mind. Right. Mm. Um, and I, um, the reality is in the U.S., graffiti is not like a super, or sorry, okay, I'm doing it again. Street art is not a super, like, major offense. Like, it's like a misdemeanor. One guy I was reading about got charged with, like, felony graffiti, who's a street artist. Wow. Yeah, but not all felonies. You go to jail, so. Mm-hmm. But, um. In Colombia, uh, a young man was killed by police while he was, yeah, doing street art. Wow. That could, I don't know, like, the context there might be. I don't think he, I don't think he was gang affiliated, but in Colombia, I would imagine that that might be an issue, so that could be part mm-hmm. of it. But, like, he was trying to create 
a piece of artwork and he was killed. And right. I just think like, to me, there's something really fascinating about this idea of like an art form that has, that intersects with the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that way. Um, and what I think is so interesting to me is that the difference between legal and illegal street art is permission. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of fascinating because I think, like, in general, art, when people, like, generally think about art, especially, like, innovative art um, or politically charged art or whatever, it's always, like, the idea of permission never comes into the picture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of the whole idea is, like, you're doing things to express yourself or your ideas or your beliefs Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks like um and so it's so fascinating to me that like that is where the rubber meets the road is permission um anyways yeah i just Hmm. i don't know where i was going with that but i think it's so interesting yeah actually because it well sorry i'm I'm gonna backtrack and then we'll fast forward it because when you're talking about um, the 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 young individual that was that was shot by the police, it made me think of an, one of the other mural commissions that I was read about a few days ago. So we're pulling from old memory, but basically, also police stations have heightened their commissions of murals to support the like act of local like what's the word um like like saying that when done rightly like this is not a bad thing mm, kind okay. of thing like we're not out to get you yeah like right. that kind of thing um and i just thought that like and i didn't think it was weird but i kind of thought it was weird but then i was like okay i get it but i don't know i thought that was yeah but i that really like what you were saying about like the choice or like the permission of it mm-hmm. um and yeah because i don't know i've never lucy when she does art in our house like i never she's never <laughs> been like hey mo can i can i paint I, and nor would she ever need to. I'd always be like, oh, yeah, go for it, girl. Um, and so I think it's just like this, I don't know, this innate thing to create. Yeah. Yeah. That is super interesting. I hadn't thought about that specifically in terms of permission. But I'm just imagining being a street artist. And my two choices are, one, get permission from someone to do art and maybe... They tell me, okay, you can do this piece, but not this piece, or you have to take this out of it, or whatever Mm. it is, because it's their building. Um, Or I can put myself at great personal risk by either putting it in a dangerous place to physically get to, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot. I mean, if you think about people doing street art on bridges or wherever it is, underpasses, that's very dangerous. Um, and on top of that, potentially being arrested for doing your art, what do you choose? Mm. Um, and clearly there are people on both sides of this spectrum. Um, and there are plenty of street artists out there that are not Banksy, that are not going to get away with it because they're one of the most famous and the most sought after. I mean, Banksy, when he does a piece... People will move into that neighborhood because it's considered cool enough that Banksy would put his art there. Really? It's like a gentrifying, oh, yeah. gentrifying yep. factor. Yeah. Oh, a what a? 
it's like gentrification it's like you take a neighborhood that's like uh, maybe lower income considered Mm -hmm. you know maybe usually more minorities live there and then some like some people will start to consider it kind of like an up-and-coming neighborhood or certain like businesses will move in because the rent's cheaper and then more and more people move to that neighborhood because it's considered like more and more desirable and then it pushes the people who've been living there for a long time out because the rent goes up or it becomes more expensive to live got it yep yeah um but there there are so many street artists out there that are not banksy and yeah that's not gonna happen they are going to get arrested if they get caught um yeah i don't know i'm i'm that's just super interesting like the risk that some of these artists take and that that's worth it to them Mm -hmm. and i think that's actually really cool and that's part of art is taking great personal risks to convey what you want to and create the art that you want yeah um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess the other side of it, though, is if someone owns a building and that's their property and they don't want someone to put whatever they want on it, they that should also be within their right. Um, personally, I think I would be more on the side of the artist, but you can't just disregard property ownership completely <laughs> under the law. So, yeah, I don't know. That's That's an interesting one. But I think as street art is becoming more and more popular and understood and accepted, some of those things might start to change more yeah. and more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. who knows? And also, even during um, the more recent sweep of the Black Lives Matter movement, we saw so much expression of, of street art literally mm. on the street surfaces. Like, yeah. mm. like marches were happening and stuff. And so... Um, and it was, I think it, they were done more with chalk or there was paint and different, like, materials used yeah. than, I think, like, the normal aerosol spray paint yeah. stuff. There were some city workers that would use their their paint to yeah. paint the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dope. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, it, I, like, that's, because I remember seeing, like, aerial shots mm-hmm. of some of those, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Just because of the, some of, like... Honestly, it's some mm. of the colors that were used. Yeah. And just, like, the vibrancy of yeah. the culture. Yeah. yeah. Super interesting. Absolutely. I read, uh, getting ready for this episode, I read uh, a Banksy quote. How many times, fun drinking game, take a shot every time we say Banksy in this episode. Don't do that. Um, oh, no. Do not. <laughs> but I can't find it. I took a picture of it, and I lost my phone um, before we started recording. But... Um, he was saying something about how, like, in this, in the time that we're living in right now, we are so inundated by images that we don't consent to seeing. And I think he's mainly Hmm. talking about advertisements. Um, like, you're constantly being advertised to without your consent, Mm -hmm. just by being a human being. You don't even have to be online like you can just be walking down the street and you know um and so i think what he was saying is like street art is a way of like the people 
getting to choose like what images are being displayed and also just like a reaction against that like I'm I don't want to be just the consumer of images or like ideas that are not like I'm not whether or not I agree to them Mm -hmm. um I want to also be like the creator of ideas I don't know if that makes sense but yeah no I like that I feel like that's probably true for most people um even outside an art context um like if you think about what we see and um everything that's around us it's very much controlled by people who have money or a position of power so you know people who Mm -hmm. own businesses um people in the local government and all of these things and so i think that is kind of a cool aspect of street art um and a reflection of a culture that maybe sometimes is underrepresented yes i agree I don't know. I was trying to see how far we've gone. Just hit stop. I'm sorry. I'll start. Whisper, um, <laughs> whisper. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to touch on just a few artists that stood out to us as we were doing some research. And the first one that I wanted to bring up is Keith Haring who we talked about on our artists that we don't understand episode. Um, And in the context of street art, I think I kind of get it a little bit more. Hmm. Like, I knew he was a street artist, but maybe I wasn't in, like, street art mode at the time. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in a traditional art museum setting in my mind. But... As street art, I I really like the pieces that I have seen of his. They're bright, they're visually interesting, they're not too complicated. Um, They have so much personality behind them and just life and fun. Um, And he's also got some political pieces uh, specifically about AIDS um, that are very interesting and um I don't know I think the street art context for I don't know like talking about that message and trying to just raise awareness for it um and help people to not be so afraid of it Mm -hmm. um is really cool so that's my Keith Haring shout out. I think I've changed shout my mind out, a little Keith bit. Shout out Keith Haring. We yeah. should try to mention him in every episode. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Next week we'll be talking about oil painting. <gasps> Man, just I mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh, dang it. I was just trying to think how I would incorporate Keith Haring into that. I don't think I can. Oil well, paintings fishing. use colors. So do Keith Haring. Oh, there we they go. They both have color. Anyways. Yeah, um, and then real quick, another artist that I just thought was really fun. His name is Leon Keir, and I've seen a similar style from other street artists before. Um, He is an illusionist, 
Um, he's got pieces commissioned all over the place. And his pieces are just super fun and full of life. A lot of them are interactive. Um, they're very big and colorful and um, dimensional. And what's really cool is seeing them from different angles. So if you walk up to it, like from the wrong side, it looks really strange. But mm. as soon as you get into the, like the exact right position, it is just so cool. And people can lay on top of it and pose and like kind of become part of this art. And that's one part of street art that I really love is that you're just walking around and you stumble upon this really great piece that is beautiful or fun or interactive um, and you get to I don't know just suddenly be part of this art um, and so I wanted to just kind of mention someone in that vein mm. of street art I guess yeah it's very cool yeah what about you guys um, I guess let's see to briefly mention a few that you should look up if you want more street art in your life swoon She's a female street artist. Gotta get one in there. Her art is very beautiful. It's like a lot of portraiture. I really love, I think I really love street arts that like as people's faces. I think that's really cool. Um, because there's a very human side to street art. Um, yeah, another one that we talked about, his name's David Cho. Str crazy man <laughs> who went to jail in Japan. And he was commissioned to um, graffiti the inside of a, um, the office of a startup. And then he was asked whether or not he wanted stock in the startup or um, to be paid commission. And he chose the stock in the startup and it ended up being Facebook. And now he has $1.3 billion worth of Facebook stock. Was it graffiti or street art? Street art. Okay. Well, well, would it be graffiti? Because it was even though know, it, it was depictions of images. Yeah, it was images. I so it was a mural. It would be street art. Mural, street art. Oh, but it was yeah. on the street. Ooh, wall well, art. We come uh, to a conundrum, my friends. I don't know. Well, y'all can uh, look into that and get back to us yeah. at their email address that doesn't actually exist. So mm. <laughs> even Instagram. Oh, Chris well. Impressionist podcast. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Guys, go to their Instagram, follow it, click yeah. Yeah. Um, we post all the art we talk about so you don't have to look it up yourself. Bless. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, I'll have to find you guys the after the, yes. like, in the Renaissance picture. Yes. Yeah, yes. please do. Yes, and then y'all can like and find that artist. Um, yeah. 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 Really powerful art. Dope. Okay. Mo, are there any final artists you want to mention before there, we sign off? There was an artist, um, and I said was, like they're, they no longer exists. but this artist was um, from an article I was reading from 2003, so it's a little dated, but um, the journalist was interviewing this gentleman named Evans. I don't, I can't remember the first name, and I don't have notes, and I don't have a source, so we're just trusting my good old <laughs> brain here, but... He, he was, he is, a, he's a Christian, um, muralist, artist, individual, and, but he comes from a history of illegal, um, like, tagging and stickering, um, and basically, like, um, honey, what's the, what's the illegal word when someone does something? Vandalism? Vandalism, thank you. Um, my, uh, 
criminal justice friend here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, but basically, because, so he, he um, used to tag illegally, and then he, when he became Christian, he, he was like, oh, I, I can't do this anymore, I, I give this up. And so he thought he'd, like, never, like, spray paint a wall again or, like, express his art, like, in, in the community wall again mm. um, kind of way. And he kind of just like, kind of walked away from art a little bit. Um, and then what had happened is, is that I can't remember if it was, like, a local community member or someone in his church specifically that heard about his art and was like, oh, my, bro, there's a wall. Got to paint it. And we'll pay you. And he was like, well, I don't, like, I'm not sure. And they came back, they were like, no, 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 this is, like, a completely legal thing. And he was really in awe that, like, God had given him back something he had, like, really willingly given up. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just really cool. Um, but also that it was, like, um, just something that he did and he has continued to do, supposedly, supposedly, since 2003. Um, in, in Australia, um, continued to do for his community, and he does a lot of um, different works, but he does it, he's like, yeah, I really try to glorify God in this. Not necessarily, like, every mural he does is, like, Jesus in, like, big graffiti letters. Uh-huh. But um, he was like, there's always a way to, like, express God's glory in my art, and, like, he's like, I'm really thankful, and he's the reason I do it. And I just thought that was super cool. Yeah. Because, like, you know... When I was talking about choosing and, like, the difference between permission and not, it's the same way when you choose Jesus. So, fun facts. Fun facts with Mo <laughs> about Mr. Evans. Um, it was a cool article. If y'all find it, good luck, because I can't remember where I could find it. So Yeah, if you find it, send it to us. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. Yeah. The journalist himself had some really cool, like, side articles, too. So, yeah, if you find him, he's really... I don't know. He's a really cute old man. He just like has his little like white fedora, and just like yeah, that's adorable. I am gonna be on the hunt to find this now because yeah. I just want to see it. Well, when we find it, we'll put it on Instagram. So go find it on Instagram. What's your handle? At First Impressionist Podcast. Podcast. Yes. Instagram. Yes. Wherever this podcast is posted. Spotify. 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 All <laughs> places, guys. Go. See you next week.